Your sensors have detected the USS Trexan sci-fi with Captain Rico at the helm. This is Angela and Jen, ready for transport, Captain. Hello everyone, this is Rico, and you're about to listen to another episode of Trexan Sci-Fi, the weekly dose of geeky goodness, uh, sci-fi, geekery, Trek, uh, Star Wars podcast. Uh, it is July 26th, 2020. This is show 781. My original plan for this week was going to do a vidcast based on um, anything, everything that, that came out of this virtual uh, San Diego Comic-Con at home. Comic-Con at home, they were calling it, or call it, called it, still call it. Um, but I decided today, I, I decided uh, for a couple of reasons, I decided to just do a normal show. But mostly talk about stuff that that was um, done at the con, this virtual con. I thought that um, this would be obviously a little quicker and easier for me to put out and do. But also, I, I there wasn't really, honestly, a, a ton of stuff that I was excited about sharing with you video-wise. You know, Comic-Con in general, uh, for San Diego the last, you know, forever or for many years now has really blasted the world to, you know, come out with a, a ton of new content, video, trailers for television, movies, and so forth. But I, I have to say, and I think it's because of the current state of things, things aren't in production or haven't either finished production, started production, they've delayed movie releases, a lot of reasons. Um, while there were some cool things, there were some fun things, and I'll talk about that here in a few minutes about Star Trek and other properties. Again, there wasn't really a ton of new video content, so I decided to get to just do um, a normal type of show. Hope you guys enjoyed that that show last week on Indiana Jones, uh, sort of related uh, movies, television things, and kind of inspired by uh, kind of an adventure, kind of a, uh, a you know those movies. Uh, that was fun for me to do. I really, really enjoyed that one. But uh, yeah, let's talk about what came out of Comic Con here in a moment. Uh, talk about it. My uh, usual, give you an update on what I'm still watching, listening to, and things. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it for right now. Before we get started, and I hope everybody's doing well. Stay safe. Wear your masks. And uh, it um, this uh, <laughs> this virus thing continues. I guess. Uh, we'll all still continue to get through it. I mean, I, I, I hope and think that every day gets a little bit better. I think, I hope. Uh, but but anyway, this is Trex and Sci-Fi, and let's do this. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We want a man in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Jedi's drink flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Oh. 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 
technology is kind of measuring. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's, it's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, David. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is a uh, and you're listening to Tracks and Sci-Fi. Okay, again, welcome to uh, to the to the show, to the podcast, everyone. Uh, it's it's still a little weird times. Uh, while some days I feel like it's pretty normal, but uh, other days not so much. Weekends are usually feel pretty pretty much like they've always felt, but maybe just a little different. Anyway, um, if you want to support the podcast, it's over at patreon.com forward slash Trexit Sci-Fi. Uh, if you want to watch some of the videos, some previous Comic-Con experiences, music videos, other little stuff that I put up, uh, Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com uh, forward slash Trekkie. I, I'm also over on YouTube, of course. I think it's Treks in Sci-Fi on YouTube or Trek SF. Try either of those. I can't remember. <laughs> I use Vimeo so much and I, some some of the stuff I put up on YouTube still, but YouTube is just... I know it's the most popular video internet site, but they, they're they also weird and, you know, but anyway, yeah, because of, essentially because of what they decide to take down or mess with, and you know, it's so weird, YouTube, you know, there's stuff on there, you know, full full soundtracks and albums, but if you do a podcast and put some music in it, it gets flagged, you know, or, oh, it can only be displayed in this country and not this country, and I'm like, well, you guys literally have entire soundtracks of music uh, on here <laughs> i don't understand uh you've got whole movies up on here and i don't even mean those those cheaty ones where they say you can go watch the movie here and they just link you to something else i mean a lot of them are older movies you wouldn't see uh, i don't think for the most part a newer movie uh, fully up there but maybe in bits and pieces but anyway so vimeo is what i use all right uh yeah, Comic-Con, Virtual Comic-Con was this week. I, I guess it's still going on. I think there's some Sunday content. You know, today's the 26th of July, almost the end of the month. Uh, usually the last day at, at Comic-Con, uh, when I've been there, has been pretty mellow, pretty low-key. I mean, the big stuff happens uh, Friday, Saturday, of course. Um, even even Wednesday, Thursday have, have some pretty good things going on. Uh a lot of times, I think what happens on Sunday is there's people who maybe don't even stay the whole time at the con. I did. I've been there twice. I, I guess we'll talk and, and maybe reminisce a little bit about the two times I've been to San Diego. You know, for years, I really wanted to go. I, I would talk about it on the on the podcast, talk about it to people, friends, family, but... I just, I just, I don't know. There was sort of like, I've been to a ton of conventions, can't even count the number of cons I've been to. Um, in Michigan, for the most part, and, and a few in other places, Chicago, Florida, um, California, uh, but um, Ohio, Canada. But it, it is um, San Diego was the biggie, you know, and I was it, I would I used to say things like, oh, my gosh, it's so insanely big and huge. I don't know if I'd really enjoy it. And then, you know, two and a half or so years ago or whatever, uh, I decided to take a shot and I applied for a press pass. Now, I've been pretty fortunate. I've gotten a fair number of press passes at other cons. But the, you know, my question really was or my, you know, I didn't know how San Diego did it. Do they give out a lot of them to people like podcasters like me and others? Um, 
and I got one. I got a press pass. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I got to go. I, I, I definitely want to go. Tickets are not cheap to go to San Diego Comic-Con. They're also sometimes very difficult to get, um, especially if you want to go. You know, for me, traveling out to California to San Diego Comic-Con, I wouldn't just, you know, there's no point in going out there and just going there for a day or so. So, you know, I would have wanted to be able to get a ticket that would get me in all the days, you, you know, maybe missing the Wednesday night preview night. But and that's harder to get, you know, those full passes for the full weekend if you're buying the tickets. But the um, yeah, so I got the press pass. And then, you know, of course, you know, as they say, the rest is history. I have a lot of uh, vidcasts and, and music videos up from the last couple of years at, at San Diego and really great time. Kenny w- was great. You know, we hung out quite a bit. Especially, we kind of missed each other a lot the first year I was out there. But the second year, uh, we spent a fair amount of time together. And he's got other friends that he meets up with out there. And we hung out together with them. Uh, and, yeah, it, it's it's really a blast. The, the weather, I got really lucky. I think the last two years, the weather out there was for, for mid to end of July in San Diego. San Diego is a fairly mild um, place as far as weather. It's not quite as hot there as it is up in L.A. And and that during the summer, but it was, it was very, very nice. I mean, it was mid to upper seventies, I think both years for the most part, I think last year maybe was a touch warmer than it was the the first year that I went, but you know, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I have to say that they, they do a great job at the con as far as organization for the most part, there's always going to be glitches and things happening. And I think I've talked about those, um, but, you know, they really have a lot of people working the con. They have um, it's well done and it's been going on for a long time. So it's a pretty well oiled machine. Uh, it can be a little tricky to get to get in and out. It can be a little tricky to, you know, where's your hotel? Both times I've stayed at hotels pretty far out from the con, which has both pluses and minuses to it. I, I would love to be at a, at, a, at a hotel close enough that I could just sort of walk over um, but I've been several miles away both years. And my goal this year, you know, I was really going to be trying to get a, a closer hotel if, if, if the con had happened this year. But of course, you know, that didn't happen and it got canceled. But how did I get into all this? Oh, I was just talking about what happens at the con in each of the days. So, you know, where they had the virtual Comic Con this, this, uh, this past few days. Uh, let's, let's take a break from that talk, though. I'll tell you a little bit about. Other things that I've been doing and, and watching, I, not a lot of change. I'm working my way still through, uh, still through. Maybe, maybe I didn't mention this last week. I started Carnival Row. Did I mention that last week? That Amazon series, uh, fantasy kind of series. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did mention it because I remember trying to say the the actress's name, Cara Delevingne, or uh, whatever her name. <laughs> uh, but. Um, yeah, with uh, with Orlando Bloom in it. Uh, I'm really liking the show. It's a very different kind of show. I think there's only maybe eight or nine episodes, and I think I'm on episode five now. Uh, I've watched a few this week. Uh, and, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I started Brave New World, uh, which is that new show on Peacock, which, uh, which I've found that you do have to either sign up for a free trial. Uh, you get the first two episodes for free. But if you want to watch the other, I think there's nine episodes total, you've got to pay either that or just get them all done in, in, in seven days for the free trial. So 
I am going to continue and watch it. I've only watched the first two episodes so far, and I do like it. I think it's pretty pretty good, and and I'm enjoying it enough to probably pay a month or something to watch the rest. Uh, what else? Oh, Doom Patrol Season 2, working my way through that. I'm about halfway, maybe a little more than halfway. I think I watched Episode 5 the other day, so 6 is coming up. Uh, and... Twilight Zone on CBS. So, yeah, mostly stuff. And, of course, the, the network shows that I'm still watching that are on uh, Stargirl on CW, which has been a very uh, different CW show. I think I've said that before. It's it's really um, different than the other. It, it, it's, it's totally different than, like, Arrow or The Flash. Those are more real tried-and-true kind of superhero shows. This is quite a bit different. There's a, a much more family dynamic to it. It's kind of a little retro. Um, they're also, one of the things that's the most surprising to me about the show is it seems to be moving along at a much faster pace than I would have thought. Like, you know, there are other heroes. I'm not giving away, I don't think, too much. There are other heroes on the show now that are helping her. Uh, they've introduced a lot of the bad guys. Uh, just a lot of stuff has happened in, in I think there's been seven episodes or something that I've... No, it's probably more than that, maybe eight or nine. I'm not sure how much the first season is, maybe 12 or 13. It's probably only got maybe about three or four episodes left. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying that. And the um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, I think that's got a 13-episode final season, and I think we're on episode nine or ten now. So um, both of those, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has is, is been really, really good this season. I, I, it's really in, interesting, different and enjoyable. One of the good things I feel and one of the strong things about Ages of Shield is that they've they've really mixed it up each season. It's it's been very different each season. Um I wasn't a big fan of when they were out in like the future out in space that season so much, but the rest I've, re- I've really enjoyed. Even that one had some highlights and moments I liked. Uh, but um yeah, so those are about the only networky shows that I'm watching right now. There's not much on, really, in terms of network television. Uh, although we're going to get some stuff more on some of the streaming services soon. Umbrella Academy Season 2 starts at the end of this month. I think f- this Friday, I believe, on Netflix for that one. Uh, we've also got some th- new things on HBO coming. Uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, which there was a little bit of a talk about that on uh, the uh, virtual Comic-Con. I'm going to play... I think there's a trailer out, a new trailer for that. That's coming next month, mid-August, on HBO. Uh, I am watching that Perry Mason show on HBO. Not really um, sci-fi or anything, but uh, uh, enjoying it a fair amount. Uh, it really like the characters and the, uh, the style. It's a very interesting show. All right, so where was he? Sorry, I got interrupted there for a second. But, um, yeah, some new shows coming to HBO Um Netflix, uh, yeah, I mean, there's always a ton of content. I, I, I lose track sometimes week to week in some of these shows I'm watching, and I'm not sure if you've uh, if I've told you what I thought or what whatever. But um, it's a bit of a lull for sure right now. I mean, there's obviously a bunch of stuff on streaming, um, either uh, old shows that that have aired and you guys can catch up on and watch, uh, or or something else. I did watch this, I guess it's a little geeky, um, the first episode of this thing called, I think it's the show title is Intelligence, 
David Schwimmer is on it. It's on the Peacock Network. It's a little half-hour comedy thing where he plays like an NSA agent that's been assigned to a, a British um, like uh, intelligence group. And it, it's a complete basic comedy. And I don't know. I wasn't super thrilled with the first episode. I thought it was kind of a little clunky and it didn't do a lot for me. David Schwimmer, I haven't seen him forever, <laughs> at least in front of the camera. Not very much, you know, after Friends. I think he's done a lot of behind the scenes stuff producing or whatever, but uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. What else do I want to cover before we get into the Comic-Con things? I, I guess that's pretty good. We're about 15, 16 minutes into the show. I'm still going through a lot of my old comics, trying to organize that, uh, doing some work around my house, and, you know, work, right? I still, you know, work, in, work mostly at home still and, and go over to our office, you know, once or twice a week, basically. But uh, pretty, pretty fortunate, feel pretty fortunate still over the last several months to be able to do that. And I know it's been very difficult for a lot of people, more difficult than, than I'm certainly, you know, having. And, uh, and yeah, I'll just talk about, I don't know if schools are going to start again in the U.S. In the, in the fall, or at least. I think there's a lot of... Um, a lot of concern about that, but, uh, you know, hopefully people make good choices, good decisions and try to keep people and kids. And, you know, it's not just the kids, the kids go home to their parents. So be keeping everybody as healthy and as safe as possible. So, all right, with all that said, and I will take a short break here. We'll come back. I'll try to give you a bit of a rundown of some of the things that I watched and saw and heard about from the Comic-Con at home. Uh, play some of the stuff that's out there and uh, yeah we'll have a good time talk about the talk about some of the new things that were announced a, a little bit and especially related to there's a, there was a fair amount of trek stuff really truthfully which is good uh, i mean we've got a lot of trek going on so uh, well i'll be back in a moment we'll talk about that then hi this is uh, Admiral Adama. My name is Robert J. Sawyer. This is Cena Grace. Hey, this is Stephen Amell. Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. I'm hanging with Sean and Bridget. They're telling all about general geekery. And you are listening to the Rusted Robot Podcast. The number one rated robot-related podcast. Northern Ontario. You should be following them on Twitter. Keep listening. Don't forget to follow them on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. The Rusted Robot.Podbean.com The Rusted Robot Podcast. Think about it. Rusted robot. All right, I am back. This uh, this has been a uh, little bit tricky to sort of figure out how to talk about this virtual Comic Con at home because of the way they did it. Uh, I guess to start off with, uh, one thing I didn't know until we started to watch some of the panels, and there, are, if you just search for Comic Con, I think it's Comic Con International on YouTube, you will find. Uh, I mean, you can see. I think. I don't think there were any exclusive things. I think all of the panels, all the videos that they did, they're all up online. They weren't just streaming, for example, and then didn't leave them on YouTube. So you can watch everything. Like the one I'm going to talk about, obviously, first is the Star Trek one. Uh, the There was actually a sort of, I guess, three main parts to it, I think. Um but the uh, but what I what was noticeable about all these all these videos they put up, I think, without the, I mean, maybe there were some exceptions, but at least the ones that I I saw, they were all done like pre-recorded and pre-edited in a way. Not really, well, edited together. I don't think they had to like edit out. Well, I think they maybe did edit some things out for time, 
But, I mean, the Star Trek one, I think, was originally scheduled for only an hour. But they had a lot to cover. Uh, they covered Lower Decks, uh, the new animated series is starting next month on CBS All Access. The, the you know, first time we're getting a Star Trek animated series in, in what, uh, it was mid-70s, 73, 74. So do the math, 25 plus another 20, you know, 45 years or something. Ugh. Why did it take so long to do a new Star Trek animated series? I don't know. A new start, an animated uh, series that's Star Trek. But um, so Lower Decks, they did the, uh, a panel with the people uh, working on that show, basically the voice actors. Uh, and, and, and I think one of the, each of these panels, I think I always had like at least one of the executive producer people, or whatever behind the scenes people. I think executive producers. Um, and of course, we did a panel on Star Trek Discovery. Uh, that uh, that was really good. The main part about that, I think, really was truthfully, um, there were no real announcements. Well, there was sorry, there was one announcement. Uh, Star Trek. There's going to be a new Star Trek Nickelodeon series. It's not going to be on CBS All Access. It's called Star Trek Prodigy. It's going to be much more of a kids type thing. Uh, it's going to actually be on Nickelodeon. It won't be on, I guess, CBS All Access. Um, very little was talked about about it about that, but um, but the um, but anyway, so that was announced. Star Trek Prodigy. But I the the main thing I was wanted to say about the announcements for Star Trek out of uh, Star Trek, you know, uh, the panels was that they didn't really talk about you know when potentially Discovery would start airing season three, um, what their plans are for new production dates. None of that. I I, I don't think they basically know, uh, but it was. It was a little disappointing, I'd have to say, that, that we didn't get some hint at, like, will Discovery at least air, do we think, Season 3 this year? Will it happen, you know, maybe in the fall? Uh, I think that it's all done and filmed. So, And Star Trek, um, Strange New Worlds, the new Pike show with Spock and Pike and, and Rebecca Romaine is number one. Um, there's no potential date on that, and I, I guess... What I did here is there's going to be 10 episodes for the first season. They've got kind of a breakdown of the storylines for those, for those episodes, but no scripts and no p potential production starting date. You know, I'm hoping that it'll be, you know, maybe something like this that will end up with uh, Discovery Season 3 and maybe in 2021 or hopefully in 2021, some point in time, we'll get Picard Season 2 and then maybe like the end of 21 or 20, 2022 we'll get strange new worlds definitely the virus is is affecting production and of course we don't want anyone to get sick we want the people to be safe but it's 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 certainly really really impacting how how quickly we we would get these shows and although now that i think about it that uh, section 31 show really has been not talked about. I wonder if it's still going to happen, if it's getting pushed aside by Strange New Worlds. I don't think I remember hearing anything about that. Maybe, maybe I missed it um, uh, at the, for the Star Trek panels and info that's come out, but they they've been, haven't been talking about that much at all. All right, so uh, the Star Trek Discovery cast... So, actually, let me back up a couple of seconds. Let's go through um, Lower Decks first. So, I, I think I'll play a clip for the first uh, clip I'll play. 
they did a uh, it's a couple minute scene from the first episode. Uh, I guess it's the first episode of, of Lower Decks. I, it's pretty funny. I, I don't know. A lot of people are already down on this show saying, oh, they're just making it look, you know, comedy and dumb and whatever. And it's not Star Trek or whatever. I don't know if people are saying the, the words not Star Trek, but it looks fun to me. I mean, I mean, it's not supposed to be a serious show. Uh, I don't know how how comedy it will be, how, how much comedy versus any drama. Will it, there be any real, you know fairly serious storylines you know and all or if it's going to be totally goofy who knows but it's going to be interesting and it's different and it's star trek i still feel so i'm looking forward to watching it i think we could all use a laugh right now i i think i mean would i have preferred maybe them to do an animated uh star trek show that's like the original animated series where they actually had good sci-fi writers and interesting stories yeah, I probably would prefer that. Uh, but we have Picard, we have Discovery, we're going to have Strange New Worlds. So we, we have the, you know, serious Trek. So if they're going to do a comedy show, uh, or a comedy Trek show, I guess an animated show is the way to do it. But uh, Okay, so let me play, uh, I, I, again, I'm, I like what I'm seeing here. It looks fun to me, at least. Uh, everyone can judge for themselves, of course. But... Um, I think there's going to be a look when I'm playing this clip. I, I think there's going to be maybe a dozen first season episodes. I'll try to find out um, about that while I'm playing uh, this scene for you. This is uh, between a couple of the main characters on the show. Again, they were on this panel, part of this Star Trek panel uh, at home that Comic-Con had. You can watch that on YouTube still. And uh, you can see this scene in you know video too. But I'll play the... I'll play it for you here on Treks and Sci-Fi. This is a scene from Star Trek, colon, Lower Decks. Captain's Law, Stardate 57436.2. The Cerritos is docked at Douglas Station for routine maintenance and resupply. We will soon set course for the capital planet on the Galar system, where we're scheduled to make second contact with the Galardonian High Council. First contact is a delicate, high-stakes operation of diplomacy. One must be ready for anything when humanity is interacting with an alien race for the first time. But we don't do that. Our specialty is second contact. Still pretty important. We get all the paperwork signed, make sure we're spelling the name of the planet right, get to know all the good places to eat. <gasps> God, what are you doing? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <gasps> are you pretending to do a captain's log? <laughs> We're all supposed to keep logs. Okay, let me listen to it. No, go away. <laughs> I can't believe you're no, wasting no. your shore leave on this. Privacy, please. Okay, time to go. Come on. Get Privacy. Let's go. Come on. Are you drunk? Yeah, dude, you should be too. I mean, this station is amazing. And they have Romulan whiskey. And I bet you thought it was going to be green, but it is actually blue. It's this very beautiful color. Romulan whiskey is against regulation. Yeah, because it's awesome. Oh, man, they got all sorts of great Oh, oh, come on, check this out. Ah, be oh, careful yeah. with that. Pretty sweet, right? Yeah, it's a Klingon bat, um, bat, uh, bat. I don't know, I'm not a scientist, it doesn't matter, shut up. I got it from an old guy with hey, an eye patch. Hey. Come spar with no, me, stop. come on. Oh, we could be Klingons, we could have crimped hey, hair, hey, wrinkled hey, foreheads. War, war, war. I love honor, hey, I demand honor. All right, so the, uh, yeah, there you go. Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, the one of the scenes or the scene that was released uh, for um, for Comic-Con. Uh, the 
looks like I'm seeing that there's 10 episodes for season uh, uh, one. I, th I think they're already um, have been already approved to do another season because IMDb lists a total of 22 episodes, uh, but it looks like 10 for season one. Uh, the voices that you hear there, you might sort of recognize them a little bit. Um, Ensign, uh, I think, how do you say this guy's name? Boimler? Something like that. B-O-I-M-L-E-R. Boomler? Boimler? Anyway, he, uh, it's Jack Quaid, the guy that you hear doing the captain's log in that, in that clip. He, of course, is, um, is on The Boys, uh, Huey, right? And the other voice that you hear in that clip is uh, actress uh, uh, Tawny Newsom is her name. The most recent thing I've seen her in, she's done actually quite a bit of stuff. Um, uh, and she, the most recent thing, that I, other thing that I saw her in, she was Captain Angela Ali on uh, Space Force, which is a fun little show on Netflix uh, with Steve Carell. It's uh, wor definitely worth watching. I enjoyed it. Um, and you probably would too, but so those are the main voices that you hear on that, uh, clip, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks again, will be starting, I think it's the first full week of August. So it's probably something like the fifth or the sixth. I'm trying to find out here real quickly, but, uh, yeah, I think that's when it's beginning, uh, it's air on CBS all access. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be fun. It, it's it's nice that we're at least getting something Star Trek. <laughs> it's been a well, it's not been a long while. Like what? Picard ended in April, right? I think uh, March, maybe March or April. I think it was March, maybe. Um, just when we kind of all got into quarantine. <laughs> uh, but um, so yeah, it's nice that we're getting that. Uh, and again, uh, the um, I did actually see this this Tawny Newsom in another thing right recently in a in an episode of um, Twilight Zone um, called Ovation, uh, which is a really interesting episode about. Um, she plays a musician in that episode, who who I won't give you any real details, but she quickly becomes very very famous uh, by ending up on this show called. Um, it's kind of like the you know those talent shows that are on television reality tv sometimes called but the show is called ovation and it's good good episode twilight zone this season second season i think it's been pretty strong if you get cbs all access or when you do maybe re-sign up for it to watch star trek check out twilight zone there's this is the second season first season's on there um of course you know twilight zone has had a number of incarnations beyond even what you know the classic uh, black and white show was so but I've um, I've enjoyed most of them, and uh, you know there are always these little twists on things. I think the one of the things about this new Twilight Zone, though, I think is it's a, it's a little more uh, intense. Has sort of a little bit of a Black Mirror vibe to it sometimes, but um, it's a product of the era and the times it's it's done, and just like everything is. So, all right, let us move on to other things that were done in the Star Trek uh, Comic Con at Home panel. Uh, let's get into talking about the the uh, Discovery panel. So they had, gosh, I think they had basically every major actor that's on that show, even some of the bridge crew that doesn't get a lot to do. Um, I would love them to do an episode of Discovery. I hope we get to, with this new season, that the, the talk has been there. There's a lot more um, character stuff. We get we get involved with learning some some more things about the crew. 
So I'm hoping that we're going to learn a little bit more about some of these other bridge crew people. You know, I don't want the, I don't want Discovery to just turn into, you know, just about the main characters. I, I, I would say, even though I've enjoyed Discovery season one and season two, I would say I think that um, the ensemble aspect of it, I mean, there is a pretty big group of actors and it isn't just like, you know, the main Burnham character or Saru uh, that we're hearing about or when they bring in guests like Pike and things. But I do want to find out and learn more about some of the other people. They did that a little bit in, in season two, especially towards later in the season, uh, I think. But uh, I would like more of that. Uh, and yeah, so I think that... Um, so what I was going to play for you, though, and it's kind of longer, there's two different versions of this up online right now. Basically, what they did is um, they had everybody on Zoom, uh, all these actors and um, one of the director guys, the writer-director guys, kind of moderated it. And they basically did a, uh, a read-through of uh, the first act of the last episode of season two of Discovery. And there's also a longer version that I'm not going to record and play that for you, but the um, there's a longer one where I don't know if they do the whole episode, but they do a good chunk of it because it's like an hour and a half or something video. Uh, I saw that's posted up as well. So I will play, though. I thought this was really cool because what, what I found interesting about it is that just, you know, the char- these people, these actors know their characters pretty well, that they were... Um, it was pretty believable, you know, to they didn't just read the lines. Obviously, they're acting them, but I, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought. And they slid in like some music and effects and some like pre-production art during the thing. It's, it's nice to watch it, too, not just listen. But I thought it would give you a taste of it if you haven't uh, watched it yet. Or even if you did, you could, you know, maybe this will be fun, too. But uh, but they did this and they've been doing this on a number of different things. Uh, doing, you know, read-throughs of um, with actors that have done television, movies, and so on during this, um, you know, quarantine period of time, and uh, and it works pretty well with um, the tech and Zoom. They they were able to, I, I think, handle that pretty well. Plus, the fact that I, I guess it makes sense now that when you think about them editing these things ahead of time, you know, none of these panels were really live. I, I unfortunately, I think. I think you lose a little bit of the spontaneity, uh, you know, when that, when that, you know, and, and it, it feels a little, well, I think, I don't know when they were recorded. I wish they would have sort of said that, you know, saying, Hey, this is going to be for Comic-Con at home, but we're recording this, you know, a week before, you know, so we can get it ready. I, I, I think most of the stuff was recorded fairly recently. I don't think it was like a months ago or anything, but I like it. for some reason that that helps me put it into a time frame somewhat. So, uh, all right, let me play. I'm going to try to get to the video and to the point in the video where they start to do the uh, the cast read through of um, this Discovery Act One of the last episode of season two, and I think it might be ten, might be ten or fifteen minutes long even. So, I may cut it short if it feel like it's going longer than I really wanted to do, but I, I can't remember how long. I watched it when it was when it was on on Thursday the last week when they first released it. Um, probably like 15 minutes. Maybe it's only 10. I don't think I want to go more than 10, though. I might cut it short, but um, I'll give you enough of a taste of it anyway, and then you guys can watch it whenever you want on YouTube. But uh, 
Okay, here we go with uh, the cast read-through discovery of uh, the last episode of Season 2, Act 1. And uh, take it away, guys. <laughs> so, Episode 214, Such Sweet Sorrow, Part 2. Interior Discovery Bridge. Red alert, whipping from Saru to the con to Oo at her console. Battle stations, report. Weapons armed and ready, sir. And we whip off Obo, making an invisible transition to interior Enterprise Bridge. Shields at maximum, Captain. Transmit to all ships. This is Captain Pike. We have one job. Get Commander Burnham and Discovery through the wormhole. Section 31 is in our way. Interior Discovery loop corridor, steam billowing, crew running every which way. Burnham and Spock take frame. Racing like mad toward engineering, we track with them, almost at full sprint. Discovery will navigate into the clearest possible position. Exterior space, cross-cut with Pike on the bridge. As retrofitted shuttles exit the bay, we soar toward the side of Discovery, where retrofitted pods launch from dozens of silo openings. Second Squadron will match course and speed to cover Burnham's launch and defend her perimeter. And we follow the pods to Enterprise, where Starfleet fighter ships are simultaneously launching from the shuttle bay. Enterprise will maintain fire on the fleet to distract them for as long as we can. But as soon as Burnham's detected out there, we have to keep her safe. The Disco and Enterprise ships merge into one fleet, follow as they race alongside and over their respective ship hulls. All shuttles and pods use attack formation Gamma-6. First and third squadrons coordinate positions to disrupt and target the main enemy vessels. This is Starfleet. Get it done. The Starfleeters fan out, forming separate ranks as Section 31 Armada, at a distance, closes in on all sides. Interior Discovery, Bridge Intercut. Mr. Saru, ETA on the suit. Uh, the components are being synthesized and assembled as we speak. Interior Discovery Engineering, Chaos. Don't adjust the composite automatically. I'll do it manually before clearing each piece for assembly. I'm not detecting any micro-variances. No, I need a surgical spanner, not a standard engineering coupler. Stop! Look me in the eye. The silicone injectors have to be purged after each binding is molded. Watch me! The bayonet joint on the oxygen sensor is wide open. Are you trying to kill her? It's muscular work. Everyone dressed in sweat. A crew member stumbles, drops a piece. Burnham doesn't hesitate. Get off the line! Interior Enterprise, interior discovery, bridges, intercuts. High speed, low drag, Commander. The longer it takes her to open the wormhole, the fewer make it home. Yes, sir. What's the intel on how much perimeter space she'll need? Commander Burnham needs to remain at the uttermost radius of the battle at .004 arc seconds. In English? I can't blow a path through what you're saying. Tight enough so none of the Section 31 ships are pulled into the future with her. Loose enough so none of our guys get destroyed by the event horizon. Uh, Lieutenant Spock will remain on comms throughout to guide her. Interior Discovery Engineering, Burnham at the assembly table, snaps open a communicator. Reno, where are you with the time crystal? Interior Discovery Science Lab, Reno stands next to the crystal Faraday cage, off, bracing herself against the console, her face contorted, a future only she can see. Then she hears... Reno! Which jolts Reno back to the moment as she presses on, pushing down whatever it was that she saw. Four minutes, 18 seconds until fully charged. Can you cut that in half? Can I violate the basic laws of physics? No. Interior Discovery Bridge. Commander, we scanned the Section 31 Armada. There's only one life sign, Captain Leland's. The rest of the ships are empty. Drones. Nasty ones. Lieutenant Bryce, have you had any success reaching Starfleet? Substation relays are still down, Commander. Attempting to circumvent. Very well, then. It is just us. Yeah. <clears throat> Words of wisdom. Be... Extremely subtle, even to the point of formlessness. Be extremely mysterious, even to the point 
of soundlessness. Thereby, you can be the director of the opponent's fate. I'm surprised that a Kelpian of beings has studied Sun Tzu. And I'm surprised a Terran is surprised by anything. She looks at him with increased respect just then. Incoming hail. Leland, sir. That's it. Nervous faces. Saru says to buoy them. You will see a human face. It is not a human being. Am I clear? Yes, sir. Put it through. On view screen, Leland appears. Leland, we were just talking about you. Everyone hates you. Congratulations. You know I'm here. Give me what I come for or die for it. By authority granted me under the Articles of the Federation and Starfleet Charter, I order you to surrender your vessels. No terms, no deals. Last warning. Transmit the data or you will be destroyed. By my count, we have over 200 vessels while you have 30, is it? A beat? Out again. Exterior space. Three large Section 31 ships release a massive fleet of smaller drones. Peel away from their parent host, Hornets leaving a nest headed for the Starfleet Armada. Air Discovery Bridge pushing on Saru, his eyes focused on the view screen. This is so much worse than anyone was expecting. Interior Enterprise Bridge pushing on Pike, eyes on the view screen as well. His voice almost a whisper. Cleveland. Wide, incoming Section 31 Armada approaching, off which, and teaser. Act 1, Interior Discovery Bridge, Officer Scramble, Alarm Scream. Multiple torpedoes locked on us. Evasive pattern, Delta 5. Whip 2, Interior Enterprise Bridge. All power to forward shields, fire full spread. Exterior space, it all happens at once. Enterprise and Discovery launch torpedoes as the Section 31 mothership fires projectiles as the drones fire phasers at the Starfleet fighters. Interior Enterprise Bridge, sparks rain from the ceiling Damage report. Breach in Section 2, Decks 9 and 10. 7 confirmed dead. Shields at 86%. Interior Discovery, bridge. Shields at 82%. We have a breach on Deck 12. Emergency bulkheads engaged. Interior Discovery Engineering, sparks and smoke. The assembly line keeps scrambling to piece together the suit. Backplate complete. He grabs the backplate from the fabricator and rushes it to Burnham. She and Stamets connect it to the suit's empty backport where the crystal will go. Reno, we need that crystal now! Interior Discovery Science Lab as the crystal glows brighter. One minute away, charge at 98%. Interior Enterprise, bridge, view screen, hundreds of drones engage the Starfleet fighters. All squadrons on those drones immediately. Captain Pike, it's Poe, do you copy? Poe? Pike does a double take, shoots a look to number one. Pull her up. Flying directly under them, like a remora. Number one's fingers fly, enhancing Poe's shuttle on the view screen. Give me your shuttle, please. The view screen bifurcates. Your Highness, who told you you could fly a Federation vessel? First, I invoke diplomatic immunity for stealing this shuttle. Interior Poe's shuttle, intercut. Get out of there. Captain, listen, your squadron's gonna get obliterated. What? I thought these drones looked off-key. They have a refracted lattice shield design. You can see it in the wave patterns. They can't be defeated one-on-one. -on -one. Attack has to be two at a time, targeting four and aft emitters simultaneously. Oh, are you certain? I'll put my life on it. A micro-beat, then? All squadrons, formation double alpha. Team up and begin target acquisition. Follow the queen. Off-pose determination and intercut. Hike and number one, exchange a look. Stranger things have happened as... Interior Discovery, bridge, the ship is hit. Tilly, Saru, Giorgio, and the crew jolted, but they quickly get back to work as... Mr. Reese, set all phasers for automatic targeting, maximum power and range. Aye, Commander. Oh, oh, bring the emergency generators online. 
Shields holding at 70%. Leland won't destroy this ship immediately. He'll cripple us and take the data. Then he'll break Discovery down for parts. Do you have anything relevant to offer? Invite him aboard. Saru reads your job. Whatever you have in mind, this is not a two-pronged mission. First priority is to get Discovery to safety with Commander Burnham. For you, perhaps. You know me well enough by now to know I leave very little to chance. Especially when it comes to revenge. That lands on Saru as Reno bursts out of the science lab. Crystal's fully charged! Ensign Tilly, go with her and make sure it gets to Commander Burnham safely. He means in case one of us gets dead along the way. Hurry! I'm going! I'm going! Get off my ass! Sir! Get off my ass, sir! As they get into the turbolift. You saw something from the crystal, didn't you? Was it bad? Was I heroic? Did I die? Did you die? Like I said, rinse and repeat. Interior Enterprise Bridge, view screen. The battle rages. Suddenly, all the drones stop. Tell? Pike leans forward, realizing the dread. They're going to make a run at weakening Discovery's shields. And indeed, the entire fleet of drones heads for Discovery kamikaze style. Bring us around. Divert all power to starboard deflector shields and place us between the drones and Discovery. Exterior space. Like a swarm, the drones fly into Discovery's shields, exploding on impact, row after row, the second line taking point after the first, and so on and so on. Enterprise slots in front of Discovery to take some blows, but the drones swarm around it and keep attacking Discovery. Tier Discovery, bridge, another hit, another. On Oa's console, shields rapidly dropping. Shields down to 54% and dropping fast. Interior Enterprise, bridge. Lieutenant Mann, target the largest 31 vessel and fire it on their shield generators. The entire fleet's receiving signals from Leland inside that ship. Aye, Captain. Interior Discovery Corridor, Tillian Reno with AI Glove and Time Crystal race to catch up with Burnham, Spock, Stamets, Nan, Nielsen, and the engineers, quickly wheeling a suit on the makeshift table. I need that last panel. Right here. Spock hands him the panel just as the ship is hit. An explosion rocks the corridor, opening a coal in one wall, sending people flying into the opposite wall to the floor. Everyone scrambles to their feet, several engineers wounded, two engineers dead, the time crystal against the wall. Michael. Good. Reno? My cat. At least five lives left. She gets to her feet as Stamets, back to us, grabs the final panel, stumbles to the makeshift table, slams it into place. We're good. He staggers, turns to reveal a massive piece of metal sticking out of his chest. Oh, Paul. He falls to a knee, bleeding out. Reno quickly hands the AI glove to Burnham as... Take this. She goes to Stamets, who's about to collapse, helps him up. No way you're pulling this dramatic bullshit, Stamets. Get him to sickbay. I'll clean up the mess before anyone gets impaled. Michael. Let's go. He grabs the crystal. She grabs the work table, hurriedly wheels it to the opposite direction. Spock follows, crystal and AI glove in hand, as we whip away from them to... Interior Enterprise Bridge, Cornwell, blood running from a gash in her arm. Shields? Down to 60%. Discovery's at 38. Neither ship will last much longer at this rate. We're not on our heels yet. Keep offensive focus. Make them follow us. Interior, Discovery, sickbay, biobeds, full, the wounded spilling out into the hallways, doctors and nurses run triage. Class 4 casualties here, class 3 in the corridor, cortical stimulations failing. Any free hands to help us down here? Hey, I need that biobed. I am sorry, Doctor. All personnel on board are occupied, do your best. Polar disconnects. No, I'm going to do a half-assed job because now is the perfect time. Interior, Discovery, shuttle bay. The suit is complete. 
Whip around to find Spock and Burnham at the Red Angel suit, now standing on its own. Majestic. Are you ready? Burnham stares, a moment of hesitation, off which... It's your mother. And it's you. Trust what you've done together. I do. She stretches out her arms to receive the suit as Spock slams the time crystal in its slot and... The suit instantly responds, forming itself around her. Burnham looks down at herself in the suit. Can't help but belt a little chuckle. Damn. You will be the target out there, Michael. I'll pilot a shuttle to make sure you reach the perimeter point. What are you talking about? You're supposed to guide me by comms. You can't protect me in that. The ship shakes again. There's no time for debate. I will return to Discovery as soon as you open the wormhole. Beat. They just look at each other. Michael doesn't move. I said... I heard you. You better. Bach raises his hand in a Vulcan salute, a beat. She presses her hand to his, together... Another shake breaks the moment. Spock races to the shuttle. Stay in my wake. Burnham nods, touches the side of her helmet. The faceplate closes. Inside the suit, she takes a deep breath, looks out at the raging battle through the shuttle bay opening. Interior Spock's shuttle. Shuttle bay, continuous. Spock at the console, firing it up as... Discovery Bridge. This is Lieutenant Spock. Prepare to lower shuttle bay force field and drop aft shields for 3.5 seconds. On my mark. Interior Discovery Bridge. Understood, Lieutenant. Captain Pike. We are preparing to lower aft shields. Cover fire would be most appreciated. Interior Enterprise Bridge. Sparks explode from a corner console as... We've got you, Saru. All vessels. We've calculated Commander Burnham will need 2 minutes and 47 seconds to reach safe distance and open the wormhole. Uh, Interior post shuttle continuous. On post, blasting at the drones as... All squadrons form a tactical escort around her on her path and screen enemy fire. I want her in a cocoon until she reaches her destination. On it, Captain. If she doesn't make it, neither do we. Interior Discovery Bridge, continuous. Non races back onto the bridge and assumes Tilly Station. Lower shields in five. Interior Discovery Shuttle Bay, same time. Spock shuttle thrusters power up. He flies his shuttle over the top of Burnham. Four, three, two, mark. The shield lowers as Burnham starts running and Spock shuttle soars toward the opening. And as his shuttle flies out, she jumps and. Exterior space, the Red Angel, Burnham, takes flight. Spock keeps pace ahead of her. And we soar with her through the insane battle. More drones swarming in from all sides as the Federation fighters form a rotating, protective cocoon to keep her safe. Many of our ships get blasted and drop away, and other fighters slot right in to keep the perimeter tight. Exterior space with Burnham and Spock. They zip through the battle, protected by the fighters as the drones keep attacking. Interstellar debris density 72% above nominal. Scanning for nominal local coordinates. A blast goes right past her, sending her spinning out of control. Michael. Spinning, spinning, but she writes herself. I'm okay. I got this. She continues moving forward, moving through the debris, as Spock fires back, keeping that path open. Interior Enterprise, bridge. Pike, intense. All battle groups form a shield wall against those ships. Keep your protective formations tight. Discovery and Enterprise will take lead. Nobody gets past us until Burnham reaches her target. Exterior space. Our fighters assemble formation into a moving wall as Enterprise and Discovery circle around to form the front line. Everyone firing in literally thousands of directions to keep the Section 31 ships at bay as 
Interior discovery. Bridge. Route. Sensors are showing something beamed aboard while our shields were down. Before anyone can process, the turbo lift doors open. It's Leland. Rifle in hand. The bridge in exactly the same configuration as Burnham's premonition. Leland starts firing, blasting consoles. The crew dies for cover as Nan and the two security officers fire back. Leland hits one of the officers who falls dead as he keeps firing, Nan returning fire. Nan keeps firing, but Leland bolts, makes a beeline for the science lab. Everyone stay here! Like hell! Interior Enterprise Bridge. The ship rocks. Pike, Cornwell, and the crew working as... Sir, sensors show Captain Leland beamed aboard Discovery. Pike snaps to his feet. He and Cornwell share a look. We'd have to lower our own shields to beam the team over. Discovery would have to lower theirs. He looks to the view screen, Discovery taking a beating as Enterprise is hit again. We can't do it, Chris. I know. Interior Discovery Bridge. Saru, the crew, scramble back to their stations as Nan tries to Leland's door. I'll override the security code. Try accessing the lock mechanism directly. Nan pops open a second panel. Starts working. How much longer before you gain entrance? Five minutes. Less, if you stop bothering us. Saru pauses. Can't help but smile. Then... Commander, shields are at 38%. Hold the line, Lieutenant. After we're done breaking and entering, would you like to help me make Leland scream? Yum, yum. <laughs> Exterior space, the outer edge of the battle. We are at a safe distance, Michael. Stand by. Spock shuttle lands on a massive piece of debris from a destroyed starship. Burnham, falling right behind him, does the same. Exterior space on a piece of starship debris. Burnham catches her breath, Spock in his shuttle, focused. Burnham quickly presses her wrist controller. A large holographic nav screen appears in front of her. Burnham, moving her hands across it, pressing buttons, but her face darkens with confusion. It's not working. The navigation's stuck on the present. It won't move forward. Exterior space, closer to the battle. The Section 31 mothership launches the photon torpedo at Enterprise. We follow it as it impacts but lodges in the hole near the bridge. Half in the ship, half out, exactly as in Burnham's premonition. Interior Enterprise, continuous. The ship starts to list, everyone holding on. Number one shouts against sparks and groaning metal. Captain, an undetonated photon torpedo has breached the hull. If it blows, it'll rip a hole four decks wide in the saucer section. As that lands, exterior space on a piece of starship debris, Burnham sees Enterprise listing and zooms in for HUD. HUD POV, the undetonated torpedo lodged in the hole. Spock. Everything I saw. This is how it starts. Off which, end of Act 1. And now I will be handing things off to EP and co-showrunner, Michelle Paradise. All right, there. There you go for, uh, I guess it was actually the uh, the teaser and Act 1. I played, decided to end up, I ended up playing all of it <laughs> because it's so good. You can watch, like I said, they, they did the whole, I think they did the whole episode. Uh, and that's up also if you just search for Comic-Con, Comic-Con uh, International, you can see that I think. Also, if you just search, there's a lot of articles and stuff up on, um, just go to trekcore.com or trekmovie.com. A lot of things related to uh, 
what came out of the uh, Comic-Con at home were related to Star Trek is are up there. Again, they don't, there wasn't much exact detail given out for the upcoming seasons, like when they were going to start airing. But it's good to know that they're already breaking stories for Strange New Worlds. Um, we also had a little bit more uh, of a, there's some talk from the Discovery folks about season three. You know, they've filmed it, so it's, um, it basically is, uh, you know, done, but they got they got a chance to talk about it a little bit uh, and and, you know, what what it's going to mean for the for, you know, Star Trek season three of Discovery. So, yeah, that was good. Um, let's see what else uh, the. Um, the uh, yeah, overall, I thought the panels were really pretty interesting. They did, uh, of course, bring out the, the Picard cast. Talked a bit about their show, uh, and you know one of the main themes, especially with what's been going on in the modern, modern, uh, current world, not modern really uh, sometimes, but um, is the emphasis on Star Trek, uh, you know, and diversity and and inclusion and, and all that, and I liked I like that. Of course, Star Trek has always tried to, you know, say that kind of message, uh, show the future as being better, you know, of including include inclusion of all people, you know, of, of uh, every every race species that they run into, you know, just it's um, it's more important than ever probably right now. Maybe uh, it's always important, but um, I was glad to see that kind of um, uh, emphasis that they were doing in in the panels uh but yeah you can watch all that and now i've just realized we're about an hour into the podcast so let me take one quick break i want to double check and see if there's anything else i want to bring up uh that happened at comic-con beyond trek um not as many collectibles i have to say that i that i saw i mean there were some emails i was getting um but i'll come back and, and give you a few more things about um comic-con at home and then we'll wrap things up be right back Hi, this is Connor Trenier. You're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. Yeah, okay, all right. A few other things from uh, Comic-Con at Home. There there are a lot of panels uh, up. Uh, you know, there are panels on the New Mutants movie, which whenever that comes out, they've actually put up a, a video that shows the first kind of opening scene uh, involving one of the New Mutants, Danny Moonstar. Um, there's a new trailer kind of attached to that clip as well. Uh, they showed some stuff from His Dark Material Season 2. There was a panel with the actors from that show. Uh, there was, of course, the Lovecraft Country thing I was talking about earlier. There was quite a, there was a panel with the boys talking about Season 2. There's a clip online um, from that show. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of stuff you can see. And a lot of um, fan, more fan-oriented panels online, too. I didn't really get a chance to watch a lot of those yet. Uh, but there are, are things related to Trek and Star Wars and other properties. Really, really a lot of videos, truthfully, up on uh, Comic-Con uh, International on YouTube. Uh, you know, you can spend... The nice thing now is you kind of sit back and spend some time. You don't need to... You know, when you're at these cons, it's it's you're running around trying to to do things and see things and and it's you you can't even come close to to seeing everything or doing everything i mean obviously there are there are panels that are on top of panels you know so you have to pick and choose um but um but yeah the uh there's a there's a lot of uh good stuff 
the uh, again the the Star Trek things I thought were were well done. I really like the table read. Obviously, I played that for you. Um, there was also over the last few days, and you can see links to this. I think um, over at Trek Movie they have this. There was a um, kind of another thing going on right now where where they were trying to do a a, a virtual Trek kind of virtual um, that um, you know there's. I think the link is just virtual, yeah, virtualtrekcon.com. So if you're interested in, they, they had some of the, the uh, Deep Space Nine people on uh, to talk about that show and other things. Just go over to uh, virtualtrekcon.com and you can you can see, you know, stuff, you know, people uh, from Deep Space Nine, people, people from Picard, people from Discovery. They have Doug Jones, Michelle Hurd. Uh, and then a visitor, of course. Um, so that's happening. And there are, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of videos up, too, as well. So, yeah, I think that's a cool thing for them to do. Um, I think, though, if I remember right, I think some of the stuff is up on YouTube. But I think some of the things were limited. And, and actually, you had to pay something, maybe. Um, I'm not sure what what's available that way versus the free stuff on YouTube. But but anyway, yeah, check that out. Uh, so I hope this was interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If Again, if you've not seen these things, YouTube, uh, Comic-Con International is the place to go. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of different things up for different properties there. Um, I just saw it looks like that Bill and Ted movie is going to be releasing on September 1st in theaters and on demand. So you're, we're going to be able to watch that. I, I still think, I don't understand why this new Mutants movie has not been released on demand. Um, Tenant, you know, the Christopher Nolan movie that was going to come out in July. Well, that's been put on hold indefinitely from theater release. You know, there's no, there are a few places in the country, in the U.S. at least, that theaters are open, I think. But in general, they're not open. Uh, there's no even, in Michigan where I live, there's no even talk about when they might open. So... You know, anything, any big movie that wants to open in a movie theater, I don't, I don't know what they're planning on doing. I know a lot of movies got pushed to the fall to like November, December. Who knows even what things are going to be like then? Um, could they be better? Yeah. Could they be even worse? Possibly if, if some schools really get going again. I could see a potential for, you know, a month or so into school, you know, a bunch of new cases. So I don't know what the answer is with all this, I, you know, but um, hopefully people will uh, be careful. Keep wearing your masks and stay safe and, you know, sit down and watch streaming content on Netflix or listen to podcasts or read comics or read books, uh, play games, um, work at home if you can. Hopefully you can for the most part or, or, or to some degree. And uh, even if you have to go out to work, uh, be safe out there. It's it's a crazy time. So uh, stay healthy, even if you think you're a healthy young person. And, you know, it wouldn't bother you or affect you much. Well, yeah, but it might affect other people you know if you're in contact. Unless you live like a hermit alone, <laughs> never have any contact with anybody else, uh, then, you, you know, that's the thing about the school talk. You know, they're all keep saying, well, kids won't be all that. You know, they're not really one of the danger groups or whatever of getting this thing. But, well, they go home to their families. They go to home to brothers, sisters, parents, grandparents, potentially, Um other friends that they interact with. So it's, I put something up the other day on, uh, on Facebook about, you know, somebody was talking about opening schools and I'm like, you know, look, I mean, they, you know, 
anybody who's got kids and has had kids in public schools, even private schools, know that they bring home all kinds of germs when school is going. So if you think that, you know, the kids are going to be okay, maybe. But what about the teachers at the schools? What about the parents of the kids at the school? So, all right, enough about that. Just want everybody to be as smart and as careful as possible. Uh, I think most people are. I think most people are doing that and, and mostly are intelligent, rational, sensible people. But there's always a few that can that can mess it up for a lot. So anyway, this has been um, kind of a weird one. I, I sincerely hope that Comic-Con is back in, in 2021. And I don't want to go to Comic-Con and have to wear a mask. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere, really. I mean, uh, when I do go out, I, of course, wear a mask. But I can't see going to something fun like a convention and, and having to be having to wear a mask. I, I, I probably w- wouldn't want to do that. Uh, it, you know, I'm hoping we get to a stage where there's, you know, either a vaccine or treatments and things. And we don't have to worry about this so much anymore. Just like we don't generally worry about catching a cold or catching the normal flu that much truthfully and we all go about our lives and don't have to stay you know six feet apart from people and wear masks everywhere but maybe that'll happen next year maybe we'll be back to to some level i, I know other parts of the world i know you at the u.s has been just this is not going well here but i know i have some contacts through work i you know the company i work for is a global place so i know even in asia and in europe things are kind of relatively back to normal I don't even know if in a lot of those areas they're still having to wear masks out and about. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think, you know, I think that's hope for our future here in the U.S. to get to that point, too. So, all right, everyone, take care. Hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast. Next week is going to be a special guest cast, I think. I think um, the Rusted Robot folks are going to be back for a podcast guesting uh, show. They haven't been here for a while, and uh, that should be fun. So I think that's going to be next weekend. But I'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. And in August, a couple upcoming things. One, I'm going to try to do another uh, Patreon member Skype call, maybe uh, in two weeks or so. And then the other thing is towards the very, very end of August or maybe the first week of September, whenever it falls, I'll be doing my annual uh, anniversary show, which will definitely be a vidcast. That'll probably be the next vidcast, uh, live vidcast. And it'll be the 15th anniversary of Trex and Sci-Fi. Started back in 2004. 15 years (laughs) wow okay all right everyone take care be careful be safe uh and uh we'll all we'll all come out the other side of this so uh as uh as captain pike said in that in that read through you know we're starfleet get it done so there you go i like that phrase get it done i i like it better than when he says hit it right you know hit it just seems kind of silly he's like what is it a rock band i like get it done I, i i like that a lot so uh We'll see what his catchphrase is when they start doing uh, Strange New Worlds, right? So, okay. Uh, talk to you guys soon. Live long and prosper. May the force be with you. Take care. Um, talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye.
This has been a Rico Dosti podcast production.